Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's try to see if I can preach till today. God is good. I love, I love when the testimonies are coming through. Amen. Just quickly, all the new first-time visitors, would you just quickly raise your hand and keep your hand lifted. I want to ask you, Asher, just to pass by quickly. Can we make them feel welcome? I know the service is, just keep your hand raised if you don't mind until the Asher gets to you. I know this is an unusual service, but this is Breakthrough Conference. Other Sundays, we've got more of a um, program. No, not. <laughs> we move as the Holy Spirit moves. Because I really do believe that programs is no longer going to fit into God's schedule. God is going to move. Let's say it again. God's going to move in such power, in such fashion that no man will be able to stop him. So if there's a hand raised there, guys. Can somebody get there? Just continue. Just one more time. If you're new, you haven't received the board. Haven't uh, filled your, just lift your hand high. Ashes, just check. Hirikant, links. Thank you. Here after. Praise the Lord. Okay, are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Yeah. I, I want to speak to some fighters in this place. Because I believe that God has created a fighter in you. When the Lord created you, he, he created, listen, nobody was created to die. Everybody is, has been created with something in them that wants to live. Okay, help me out, fighters. God has never called the, the children of God to be weak. He has called us to be meek. But meekness doesn't mean weakness. Is somebody listening to me? All right, I, I like this crowd. I'm preaching to this crowd this day. When you are meek, it doesn't mean you're weak. Hallelujah. You, you are powerful. There's a fighter on the inside of you. I don't know if you're knowing this, but I'm preaching to the Joshua in you. There's a Joshua on the inside of you that is a fighter that's not just going to lay down because the enemy tried to attack you, but a Joshua that's standing up and says, are you for me or are you against me? Because if you're against me, I'm taking you out and I'm coming for your mama and I'm coming for your papa and everybody that opposes the word of God is going down. So I'm speaking to the fighters in this place. Wave at me right now. So the, the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So what does Paul say? Paul says, speaks about a wrestle. What is a wrestle? A wrestle is a fight. Now, please hear me quickly. Borrow me your eyes. Faith that has not been tested is faith that cannot be trusted. Your faith must go through fire. When your faith goes through fire, it produces favor. I want you to shout favor. So your faith must go through fire. When it goes through fire, there's favor that comes and favor starts to follow you. Do you believe that, by the way? Hallelujah. So your faith must be tested. If your faith is not tested, it's not faith. Paul even went on and he said that you have to fight the good fight of faith. So do you know that faith is a fight? Faith is not easy. Let me just say this. We're not living in a fairy tale world. Faith is not easy. There's a fight. But did you know that the Bible is so clear on it that your fight is not against the husband and wife? It's not against family members. It's not against uncles and brothers. It's not against your pastor. He fight it, Yemeni. Hello? It's not against the ashes. It's not against the worship team. You wrestle not against flesh and blood. The fight is not against flesh and blood. Listen, the stingy boss, the fight is not against your stingy boss. It's against a principality and power that rules him. But you've got a fight on the inside of you that says, I'm not going down. 
not without a fight and it's time can I preach to somebody it's time that you fight again fight for your ministry fight for your family fight for your marriage fight for your children fight for your finances come on fight for your business don't just listen if God has brought you this far it means that there is something of worth on the inside of you I want some honest people in this place who has been attacked who has been abused spiritually emotionally who has been going through some stuff please be honest you in church don't lie if you have been attacked, it means that you're next in line. You always have to understand the reason why you are being attacked is because Satan sees something of value on the inside of you. The devil does not attack weak people. The devil has weak people. The devil attacks strong people to make them, come on, to make them weak. But thank God there's a fighter spirit on the inside of us. There's people sitting in this place that will not allow the devil to steal no longer because there's some Nehemiahs that will rebuild the ruins. We've got some Joshuas that will march around the wall. Hallelujah. Come on. There must be a fighter on the inside of you. You can't just quit because things have become tough. Put on a big boy pants and say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Hallelujah. When the going gets tough, the righteous gets going. My God, I want to say this again. When the going gets tough, the righteous gets going. Christians, come on, born again believers of God, never has issues and situations and problems. We have opportunities to trust in a big God, a God that moved mountains and slayed giants. Hallelujah. And parts water. So you have to understand where your fight is coming from. It's not against the guy that sits next to you. Please, do me a favor, would you? Turn to your neighbor. Turn to the other one, too. I want to make sure you see your husband, you see your wife. Kijk voor je school, man, meneer. Kijk voor kijk voor diep in je Please do that. Again, one more time. Look at the person next to you. That's not who you're fighting. That's not who your fight is against. Is somebody listening to me? That's not who your fight is against. Your fight is against spiritual things in the, in the heavenlies. There's demon spirits assigned to your life to try to stop you. But I'm here to tell you that there's a power working on the inside of you. That when you are weak, you are actually strong. When you reach your point of weakness, you reach his point of strongness. You've got a God in, on the inside of you. Come on. That is placed inside of you a fighter. And that fighter needs to come out. I'm speaking to carpets that people have been walking all over you. They were saying things that they wanted to say. That's not who you are. I'm, I'm calling forth Joshua. Arise in the name of Jesus Christ and fight for your family. Fight for your miracle. Do you know the Bible speaks about this? That we have to hold fast to our confession. So if we believe that God is a God that blesses you, gives you breakthrough and promotion, and the attack comes, what do I need to do? I'm not going with the attack. I'm holding fast to my confession. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. Say with me, faith, faith is a fight. And ultimately, do you know what? When you go through trials, it eventually builds character. You know, a guy came to me the other night. He said, pray for me. I want double the poor, double portion what you have. I laid my hands on him. I said, Lord, I pray for character. Give him character. Because character is more important than power. And that's what faith is doing. You know, Noah, we've heard about Noah. Powerful. I loved it this morning, by the way, 8 o'clock. Come on. You know, Noah, Noah didn't know what an ark was. Noah didn't know what rain was. 
Only thing that no one knew, knew one, no one knew who, was, who God was. When God said build an ark, an ark, okay, is going to rain. What's rain? The Bible said there was no rain on the earth yet. He didn't know what rain was, but he knew who God was. And if you know who God is, it doesn't matter who's against you. This is why I want to tell somebody in this place this morning, you need to understand. Stop looking for people's approval. If God has placed his hand on your life, nothing and nobody can stop that. Come on, if you believe it, jump to your feet and give him a shout of praise. If God before me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. Say with me, if God before me, who can be against me? Praise the Lord. Come on, give him another shout. Hallelujah. So the, the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Sometimes you have to hear and hear and hear and hear and eventually it becomes a reality to your life and then you start to manifest it. You know, many people speak about miracles. Other people work the miracles. I declare you will no longer hear of miracles, but you live the miracles. Your life will become the miraculous in God. My God, when you put your foot out of your yard, a miracle will follow you. I declare this, you will no longer have sleepless nights, the dreams that you will have dreams about. You'll dream about what God is dreaming over your life. As Jeremiah says, I know what I've planned for you, declares the Lord. Plans to what? To prosper you, to give you a hope and a future not plans to harm you brother there's a new dream that God is dreaming over your life it's plans to prosper you prosper you and I declare this every single person now just by the way God does everything through the mouths of his prophets every single person that prophets or came out and testified some prophesied you didn't even knew it but as they declared the word of God I declare double on their lives I declare double on your I declare double for your trouble in the name of my God, I, I want to say, I say this every, 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 every service from Friday evening. I'm going to say this again. This is Satan's worst service ever. Do you believe that? Now, I want you to, I want to speak to the fighters in this place. You know, some people get tired of fighting. And do you know what you have to get tired of? You have to get tired of bickering with each other. Yes, absolutely. But you should never be tired to stand your ground in the spirit. Come on, who remember? I said, who do you think you are talking to? I am royalty. I am the apple of God's eye. Whoever touches me, touches him. Hallelujah. Whoever blesses me, God blesses. And whoever curses me, God curses. Is someone listening to me? You never have to come to a place in your life where you become tired of fighting spiritually. Because as long as the earth remains, there's going to be a fight. Because Satan hates you. But the feeling is mutual. We don't like him either. Hallelujah. And when the enemy tries to give you a hard time, what do we do? We don't just stand back. We switch on the light. That's how we drive out darkness. We don't fight darkness. We simply switch on the light. I want to speak to you in this place. You are not fighting for victory this morning. You are fighting from a position of victory. You are seated. <laughs> the Bible says we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Have you ever seen a boxer fight like this? Never in your life. He's up there giving it. But now the Bible says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. When I am seated, it means I rule and I reign. Maybe you got this one. You rule in the rain. What does a king do? A king sends his people to fight. 
but not my king. My king says, sit down until I make your enemies your footstool. You sit down and you watch me. Woo! You sit down and you watch me work. You be quiet and see how I fight for you. Praise God. I want you to shout hallelujah. So Joshua, the Bible says, was in a war. And I'm going to read this to you in the, in the book of Joshua. Can we get it on the screen, by the way? Joshua chapter 10. Before we're going to read this, I want to quickly explain this to you. Kings plotted, at, at least five kings with five armies plotted against Joshua to invade them, to fight them, and to kill them. So, so say with me, five. So let's call it five nations of the world comes together. And they plan one thing, we're going to kill and destroy. But what the kings didn't understood was, you're fighting a losing battle if you touch God's people. No, there, there, there it goes, there it goes. You, you, you fight a losing battle when you fight what God has blessed. <laughs> so, the Bible says now, they are invading now, hear, me, hear the scripture quickly. So Joshua, verse 7. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal. He and all the people of war. Say with me, the people of war. Have you noticed it was fighters? It was not people that just sat dormant and, oh, they, they will do more what they will. You know what I hate when I, when I hear people say, oh, here at the table. He's got no right to attack you. Why do you allow Satan to attack you if he's a defeated foe? The Bible says Jesus made a public spectacle of him, disarming him of all power. You are fighting an enemy who doesn't have the keys to his own house. You are fighting an enemy who has been taken, his authority has been taken away. Come on, you have received that authority, that power. Jesus says, I have given you the keys. The keys that Satan took away from Adam. Jesus Christ, the second Adam, came back and he restored those keys. Come on, to the, to the people of God. Who believes that I have the keys to the kingdom? And what are I got? I have keys. So the Bible says there were people, of, people with war and all the mighty men of valor. Where's the mighty men of Ayla? Now, I want to say this in any case. Mark my words. I've seen this over this weekend, and I'm declaring this to you now. In this final hour that we're living in, God is going to raise up women, ladies. Now, they don't want to hear it. God's going to bring forth a harvest, an anti-movement through ladies. Women. Do you know why? Because they love God with all of their hearts, with all of their might. If I tell a man, hey, God blesses you, love you. When I tell a woman, she's on her feet. Do you know why? This is why Jesus preached the gospel to a woman first. It was a woman that saw Christ resurrected first before the rest of the disciples. Is someone listening to me? So it's, it's like ladies. You know, so I need the ladies to help me quickly. They just absorb the word. So you better look at your woman and say, Lord, make me like her. I want to have faith like her. I want to absorb to her. Because you know how, how we men has, has grew up, you shouldn't cry. Men shouldn't cry. Real men cry. Axel, by the way, Axel, you know under the tafel in Axel, I So I have to say mighty men available. When I said mighty men available, I'm also saying mighty woman available. You mighty woman available. Come out from the shadows. Let God start to use you. Let the fire of God fall on you. Let new zeal burn in your bones. Woman of God, rise to the occasion. Let God use you. You woman of valor. Woo. 
as the Lord. And the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. Now, if God tells you, hey, I'm giving everything in your hand, don't fear them. It means don't fear them. It means that God has given the victory into your hands. Now, I don't know. Everybody that's listening under the sound of my voice, I declare to you that God has given you the victory in your hand. You mighty man and woman of Baylor. God says, do not fear them. Do not fear them. Say with me, do not fear them. Now, I like this one. Not a man shall stand before you. Joshua therefore came up them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. So the Lord rooted them before Israel, killed them with a great slaughter. Who killed them? God. When they tried to touch the anointed, God says, I'm taking you out. Woo, I like it. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. So the Lord killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, chased them along the road that goes to Bethlehem, and struck them down. He struck them down. I like the following one, verse 11. And it happened as they fled before Israel and were on the descent of Bethlehem that the Lord cast down large hailstones. Say large hailstones. The Lord sent large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Ezekiel, and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with the sword. Before I'm going to continue reading the following thing, I'm just here declaring to a somebody that wants to hear a something of the word of God that while the Bible says when God killed them with hailstones, he killed more men than they killed the children of Israel. What I'm trying to tell you is the payback will be much greater than the setback. Hallelujah. Your payback will be far greater than your setback. In the name of Jesus Ha! Huh. Now I want to go on. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites from before the children of Israel. And he, and he said in the sight of Israel, he said it before God's people. Sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon in the valley of Argelion. And so the sun stood still. The moon stopped till the people had revenge upon the enemies. Now I just want to say this. Joshua was in a fight. He was in a fight. He was fighting. And God said to him, hang on, I'm going to give you the victory in your hands. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to go before you. Anybody that comes against you, I'm taking them out. I'm going to take more away than what the enemy took, took away from you. And I'll restore you. I'll go before you. Don't even worry. And, and while Joshua was in this fight, he said the following. He said, Lord, thank you that the son, I have a fight to fight. I'm speaking to people with a fight to fight. The Lord will make the son... And the moon to stand still for you to fight your fight. Think about this. When, when Joshua spoke a word, he said, sun stands still, moon stands still. I think that the fishes in the sea thought to themselves, what's going on? Is this day not ending? The birds in the air, that eagle, wee, 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 wee. I think he, be, he became tired. He said, Jesus, I've been flying the whole day. When is this day ending? <laughs> think about this. Declaim Borky, he's grazing in the field. My God, look at the sun. It's not going anywhere. Why? Because God made the sun and the moon to stand still for somebody that he loves. I want to say this to you, that God will make the sun and the moon to stand still for you. Because you, he loves you. And listen, you will not be defeated in your fight. If you stand up, listen, I, I feel like Joshua this morning. When Joshua was in another fight, say fight.
He saw a man afar. And the scripture says the man's sword was drawn. And he ran to him. He said, are you for me? Or are you against me? And do you know what I like? The response? No. I am the chief. In the army of the Lord. <laughs> and when he heard, you are not speaking to any man. You are speaking to the chief in the army of the Lord. By the way, it wasn't an angel. Because he fell down and worshipped. If it was an angel, the angel would have stopped and said, I'm not worthy to be worshipped. Then he said, my Lord, what do you want me to do for you? Now think about this. This is in the middle of a fight. The Lord said, uh, brother... Remove the sandals off your feet. For you are standing on holy. Well, Jesus is saying, I know there's a fight going on. But I'm still worthy to be worshipped. I know the battle is severe. But I'm still the alpha. I'm still the omega. I'm still the beginning. I'm still the end. I know you are tired. I just made the sun stand still for you. I just made the moon to stop. Hallelujah. I know you're weak, but brother, let me tell you, it's not time to weep. It's time to remove the sandals off your feet, for you are standing on holy ground. Whether you are tired of fighting, I'm still El Shaddai. I'm still the rock of ages. I'm still the lion of the tribe of Judah. Take off the shoes off your feet, for your worship will get you through the hardest times of your life. Do you know why God gave them the victory? Because this man knew in the time of turmoil how to drop to his knees and worship the son of the living God. Is somebody listening to me? Are you for me or are you against me? Because if you're against me, I'm coming for you, brother. And the Lord said to him, no. Why did God say no? What God is actually saying, I'm not working for you. You're working for me. Now, while I'm at it, you better take off your shoes. Who do you think you're speaking to? I'm the king of kings and the Lord. I go before you. I make the crooked path straight. And he fell down and worship. I'm here to tell you, let every devil in hell knows this. That when the tough is tough. And when the going is even more tougher. You're going to worship your way out of it. Because in your worship, God will give you the victory. Come on, if you believe it, give Jesus a great shout of praise. The Bible speaks about some fighters. There were some fighters in the Bible. I'm thinking about Samson. Think about this. Samson, and this is what most people don't know about the anointing, and I'm going to quickly throw this in free of charge. Do I have time? I feel the testimonies are so arrogant. So if, if I speak fast. It's not because I want to speak fast. It's just because I want to tramp everything in together so that everybody can hear. And when you leave this place, you can change forever more. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's pray quickly. Father God, we bless your name. Hallelujah. See you next Sunday. God bless you. Bye-bye. Woo! All right, so I want to speak to somebody. Samson was a fighter. The Bible says that a thousand men came to him. And the scripture says that God gave him a jawbone of a donkey. You remember that. Now, I want to ask you a question. Samson beaten them to death. A thousand of them. When he got to a hundred, bang, bang, bang. He was tired, obviously. But he said, I'm not going to stop. Not until my victory is secured. When he got to number hundred, he saw these 900 more coming for him. All right, you need to get this now. He didn't stop because he was tired. 
There's a fighter on the inside of him. Do you know when you stop? Do you know when a fighter stops? When he's dead. It's not over. My God, it's not over. Until God says it's over. Bang, bang, bang. He killed a thousand of them with a fresh jawbone of a donkey. Say fresh. fresh. One more time, fresh. fresh. God gave his enemies in his hands. Not because he was weak, but because he knew who his God was. There was a fight on the inside of him. Come up, bang. Come, it gets bang. He said, home loans. That's what he done. He slaughtered them, a thousand of them. And this was the anointing he's doing. When the anointing lifted, that's what happens. You don't even know. I preach hard as I can. And when the anointing lifts, it's like, oh, here help me. Gebruik hier my weight nog even. And I feel so moodless, so alien. That's what the anointing does. Under the anointing, you don't feel, get tired, you don't get weak. You can go and I can preach until tomorrow night at 12. But when the anointing lifts, when the anointing lifted off him, he said, Lord, I want to die. Do you know why? Because he, he was thirsty. He just killed a thousand men. Now he wants to die because he's thirsty. Can, can you? Call me booty. Ba, ba, ba. You feel my scope on me, clap on da. Look like a champion, and then he's he's first. I say, Yeah, come on, man, it's a belief. See, it's not to really happen. And by the way, Coca Cola fans, there was no Coca Cola back then. It was like, I do it. Yeah, come on, man. But you know what God says? The thing that I gave you in your hand, just lift it up. And suddenly, water started running out of the weapon, out of the jawbone. Now, I don't know about you. To me, that's miraculous. That's, that's breakthrough. That, that's breakthrough. And not will I just give you your enemies in your hand, but I will provide drink for you. Now, I want to just quickly say this to you. By the way, that Paul says that after he said we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, he says now put on the whole armor of God. He doesn't say take it off, put it on. Now, in your weapon... The weapon that God will give in your hand will release such water of provision out of it that you will never be thirsty again. What, what do I try to say? In your fight, in your wrestle, you will not go down. You will go up and up and up. Now, I'm prophesying this to somebody. From this day, you will just go up and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Do you believe that? So he killed a thousand men. I'm thinking about Samson catching the 300 foxes. And he said something powerful to me this morning. He said, you Samson, and you're going to catch 300 foxes, light the tails of fire, and send them out. You Samson, you better light up. Now I've got foxes in this place. Where's fox number one? He's not here. Where's fox number two? Number three, number four. 300 foxes that will have a fire in their bellies that will shake the nations of the world. Not because the enemy is against me. No, because there's a fight on the inside of me. And when the enemy comes strong, I'm even stronger. Woo. Now, Joseph in a pit. Joseph was a fighter. Joseph didn't just give up on his dreams. He had a dream. 
And when they tossed him in the pit, he didn't say, oh, there goes my reason for living. There goes my everything. Hey, gooi vir my brood, my false snow. He didn't do that. He didn't murmur and complain. While he was in the pit, there was a dream that sustained him. He knew there's a fight on inside of him. My brothers couldn't kill me. Hallelujah. Pharaoh couldn't kill me. Drought couldn't kill me. Hunger couldn't kill me. God has called me. There's a fight on the inside. Read your Bible. They even threw him in prison. He reigned. In prison, he ruled. In the pit, he ruled. Now, there's a few people in this place that says, I'm in a pit, you know, it's so bad. But there's a few others that says, I'm in a pit. It means I'm a prophet in training. It means I'm, I'm not going out. I'm not going down. I'm not dying. I'm reviving. Do you believe that? Give him a shout of praise if you do. I have a word for somebody. You know, when, when the Israelites came to the Red Sea and they complained about the Red Sea in front of them and they are going to die. Do you know what Moses did? Moses went to the Lord. He said, Lord, check your people. And do you know what I like what the Lord said? Tell Israel, stop crying to me and march. Tell your people to stop moan and start to move. Tell your people to stop murmuring and start possessing. Hallelujah. That's just a word for somebody free of charge. If you want to get to your promised land, stop crying. God says this. Stop, tell my people, stop crying to me and start marching, start moving. I see a few people, they just stuck. You know, I feel like Joshua right now. When Moses left Joshua, by the way, Joshua was 40 years with Moses. For 40 years, he was an epi, a junior, just checking everything out. Now, Moses was the prayer warrior. Joshua was the fighter. Who remembered when Moses was tired, Aaron and her picked up his arms. And then they were fighting and they were winning the battle. When his arms were tired, they, they lost the fight. You see, the, the thing is that your prayer life will bring forth the outcome on the fight that you're fighting. So here's Joshua now when Moses was gone. Here's, here's Joshua. And I can just imagine the same people coming to him. Hey, there's no bread. Can you imagine Joshua? Hey, like I feel just Moses. Come here. Not like Moses, Axenobio. Oh, here I believe. Lord, just send the bread, send the meat. And God sends the Sasko Sam and the peanut butter and the jam. And then the next morning, there's no water. Oh, Axenobio, here I believe. Just send the water, Lord. I can't, I can't take that complaining and murmuring no more. And now they think they're going to do the same thing with Joshua. Joshua, he sees Saskuni. Hey, shut up. March. Stop murmuring. Move. Because you no longer will sit in defeat. You will move from here to there. You will march forward. I say you will march forward. And you will invade the nation. You will take the land. And the walls will come down. 
Hallelujah. Why are you crying to me? March. I want you to jump on your feet and shout march. Come on, jump your feet and shout move. March. Move. March. And the walls will come down. March. Move. March. Shut up. That's fine. You can at least say, shut up. March. Move. Stop complaining. Start invading. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Come on, give him a shout of praise in this place. Move. Move. When Elijah was praying fire down from heaven, do you think that he was a gentle guy? Oh, sorry, I was like, I don't know how to do it. God will say, Doc, he will not come here. He is not rustig. We don't want to offend nobody's God. So I'm going to have a cup of tea and get back. Maybe God has answered. See, just now. That's all. And then he came back. And guys, any news? Don't worry. You know, faith gets you through. Maybe you have to go up an octave and cry out to him. He's, he's going to hear you. Maybe that's what another Bible says. My Bible says, he said, hey, hey, let me just quickly give you a challenge. The God is alive. He will answer by fire. He said, come. And I said, let me just quickly show you breakthrough. Bring water and wet my whole altar. And then he didn't say, ta-ta. He said, cry on your dead God. Let's see who answers by fire. Why? Because there was a fight on the inside of him until Jezebel came. He killed the prophets of Baal and ran for his life when Jezebel came. One woman came and he's. He had a mock me to it, It's not because he was afraid of the woman, it's because the anointing lifted. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, can I get back? And he said, So where's your God? Maybe he's on the toilet. There's a translation that says, Maybe he's minding his business. That's what the Bible says, by the way. My, my, I talk with Lavi. <laughs> maybe he's deaf, maybe he's asleep, maybe he's on holiday. And I can just think this to myself that he's there, here's the 50 prophets of Baal, and they are calling. This is the rain dance, man. They're doing different things. And nothing happens. Amen. And there's a big here and a big down. <whistles> Nothing. Nothing. Dead. And I can just imagine Elijah having a ball at the time of his life. And say, so are you done? Still not. Okay. Call on him. I can see Elijah. Well, I can be here. And I can look at his nut jobs. <laughs> are you done? I think he's, on, he's in Margate. And maybe, maybe on the Seychelles. He said, stand back, ladies. God. If you are God, let fire come down from heaven and consume the sacrifice. And bang, fire came. Immediately fire came. 
Why? Because the God of Israel never sleeps nor slumbers. He never goes on holiday. Hallelujah. He's awake to perform his word. Do you believe that? High five that neighbor and say, so it shall be. I've got two more hours. I'm almost there. Hallelujah. Two more hours. When David was tending his, his, his father's sheep, he was going to his brothers to go and take them lunch. Last night somebody was eating ham here at church. That's actually tongue. A tongue of a cow. And I said, Jij weet niet waar hij tong was niet. Hoe kan je? And this guy said, this is a fancy tongue. This, we purchased this in sand. And daar doen we zeker goed. Okay. But David. <laughs> woo, David. He was still smelling like lunch. When he got to the battlefield. Did you see what the Bible says? When he gave the lunch to his brothers. They said, ah, mom remembered Melrose. Not that they did. But in any case, so he saw this. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when he saw this giant, he says, this is the cause. Why did he say that? He means, this is why I have been born. To kill this thing. Saul says, this guy is too big to fight. David said, this guy is too big to miss. He made up his mind. He picked up five stones. Not five because he thought he's going to miss. Faith never misses. <laughs> but he knew David's got brothers and sisters. He said, Edgar's a comfort you. Mount a comfort you, bro. Ek gaan nou so hard slaat dat jou maag in hart. When he shot him with that rock, he hit him so hard in another blood group. He was a positive. So that class is Goliath C negative. She's nothing. What did David do? Did he just sit back and say, oh, here's what the man has it. Saul said, if I just have a man, David said, I am that man. I've been preparing my whole life. Do you know why? Because I'm a fighter. There was once a time that a, a lion came and the lion grabbed one of my lambs. I didn't run away and called an auntie. I chased him. I grabbed him on the head. I slapped him through his mouth and I grabbed I broke his jaw. He says there was another day that a bear just came. And this is not a Pinocchio story. This is biblical. A bear just came out of the woods. And I said, not on my watch, brother. I'm a fighter. I said, I'm a... Can you, can you imagine when David saw that bear, when he saw that lion, when he saw that, that Goliath, what he said to that giant? Can you just imagine? Brother, I'm from a lineage of kings. The Messiah is coming from my seed. Come booty. Bam. Because he's a fighter. I'm asking you right now. Nehemiah said the following. He said it's time to pick up a stone with one hand and a sword with the other one. It's time that you fight. And Nehemiah says the following. Fight for your family. Fight for your family. Fight for your family. Fight for your family. Stop. And I want to say this as your pastor, not as your friend. Stop giving up on people and start to fight. 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 Imagine somebody gave up on you years ago. Where would have you been? We're not giving up. We are fighters. We are taking back the territory that Satan stole from us. 
in Jesus' name. Come on, I'm declaring to your households, you are taking back your territory. You are taking back your joy. Why? Because you're in a fight. You're not just going to stop. You're not just going to give up those that Satan steal and take away. You are a fighter. Where's the fighters at in this place? Where's the fighters? It says, I'm taking back my life. I'm taking back my joy. Now, if you're in this place and you say, I'm taking back my joy, then you have to jump to your feet. If you say, I'm taking back my family, jump to your feet. If you say, I'm taking back my finances, jump to your feet. If you say, I'm taking back my peace, you jump to your feet. If you say, it's time that I fight, I take back what Satan stole from me. Nobody will take my joy. Nobody will take my joy. The fight that you're fighting is not against your husband. It's not against your wife. It's not against your children. It's against Satan and his demons. But he's a defeated foe. And I'm here to announce this to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Monday morning will be a great morning of peace, of prosperity, of power. Come on, of love, of joy, of health, of wealth. Hallelujah. And Tuesday morning, when you wake up, the miracle will be so big, it will knock you out of your bed. You will say, can this be? Hallelujah. Wednesday, favor will knock you over. Wednesday, you will see there's something behind you and in front of you. This is smoking. This is scarabini. It's good night in Gens. But you shall fall all the day in your life. Hallelujah. On Thursday, doors will just swing open wide. Friday, you'll feel like you're on cloud nine. Come on, Saturday, you're not going to realize you're pastors. But you're going to thank God for his faithfulness and his goodness. And Sunday, woo. Sunday is coming. I said, Sunday is coming. I said, Sunday is coming. Hallelujah, Sunday is coming. Come on, crazy people, I want you to grab it in the heavenlies. Grab it, come on, grab it, pull it down, and say, it's mine. I take it by force. My joy is mine. This is my family. This is my business. Come on, this is my children. This is my people.